Hey, welcome world travelers and fellow adventurers to the Tales of a Traveler podcast. It's me, your host, Stacey Utek. My greatest joy is traveling and exploring the world with people that I love. I have been to 63 countries and have a bunch of stories to share with you. So thanks so much for joining me as I venture down memory lane and share with you the tales of my adventures from around the world. Well, hello to my listeners. Welcome back to my podcast. Listen, we are jumping right in today because there's a very special guest waiting to say hello. And here's the thing. To know me and my travel life is to know this person because... John Heber and I, the one, the only. I know some of you guys have been waiting with bated breath for this guest (laughs) because you've seen the pictures, you've seen the adventures, you've stalked me on Facebook, you've seen this blonde-headed Canadian man, and you're like, who is this freak of nature? Well, it's my friend John, and he's here today to talk about, listen, we have had the craziest adventures together. We've traveled to so many countries, but I'm going to let him also weigh in on this. John, say hello. Hey, everybody. Stacey, I'm really disappointed. You said you were going to talk me up. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> kind, of, kind of a Debbie Downer on, on your, your good old friend, Jan. <laughs> John does like to refer to himself as Jan, which I think actually originated with Danny, didn't it? <laughs> yes. Perfect. Yes. John, tell us, let's first, let's trace our history back, which it's been a while. Where, okay, what I want to know is your first memory of me, and then I'm going to say my first memory of you. Okay, first memory, it's got to be um, September 2006. Oh my gosh. We were boiling hot at training camp for the world race in Georgia. And it was my, I think it was my birthday and I didn't know anybody. And you took me in somebody's huge van or no, yeah, it was, I think it was in, in Josh's huge van, yes. his mom's van to <laughs> Dairy Queen <laughs> for, for a burger. Yeah. Birthday like, burger. <laughs> a Dairy Queen burger. For context, this is at the World Race training camp. So if you haven't heard my podcast about the World Race, go back. John and I met on the World Race, and we were at a training camp in Georgia. Boiling hot. You're right. That's your first memory of me. That was fun. We, like, That was so fun. Like, you were so, you were just, like, trying to make it special because you knew that it was always, like, everybody knows, you know, when you start this school or you start this job or you start this whatever thing you move to a new place go to a new church go to whatever you don't know people and it's just awkward for the first little bit like it just is it's like and but you you still really wanted to make it special so of course you thought let's go to the the Gainesville Dairy Queen (laughs) yes well I felt like we were trying to escape like because we were at this training camp and we like snuck out and got a burger yeah um, my first memory of you is way earlier than that, maybe a few days. Um, when oh. I was at the airport, <laughs> when we first, I flew into Atlanta and I remembered walking past this lobby area in the airport to get my bag and then you had to come back and I saw the back of your head and you had long blonde locks at that time. And I remembered seeing yeah. the back of your head and then you were sitting on the bus 
And I remember looking at you on the bus on the way to training camp, and I was like, that guy seems hilarious. I want to be his friend. And I thought that in my <laughs> mind, and that's why I wooed you with a burger. Yes. And it worked. It okay. worked. <laughs> so, John and I, will have to go back sometime because we have some world race stories. We're not here to talk about that today. But John and I, I feel like we didn't really become friends until midway through. I remember getting very altitude sick in Peru when we were in Cusco. And you came and hung out with me in my bedroom. I was just so ill. Do you remember that? Oh, yeah. We had like M&Ms. We, uh, we had a lot of M&Ms I'm remembering. Oh, I don't remember that, but I feel good about that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then I also remember in Swaziland, we started, we were standing on this mound of dirt and we started talking about traveling after the world race together. And we did. Do you want to tell everyone where yes. we went? Where we went after? Yeah. So the world race ended and then we continued yeah. our travels. Yeah. Um, we went to Thailand, like we went back to Thailand Yeah. and then we went to... Oh, John, we went back to China. We went back to China. We went to that place oh, with those crazy mountains oh, that oh, stuck Gui, straight Guilin, up. Guilin, Guilin. Yeah, yes. Okay, and we rented the little bikes, motorbikes, yes. and cruised around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And oh, Eric Rutterbush was, so. was with us. Hi, Eric. You better be listening. And then, um, <laughs> <laughs> and then we went to Thailand, Vietnam, the water oh. puppets. Oh, yeah. <laughs> It was all just where we could find cheap flights. Like, <laughs> yeah, we kidding? Yeah, basically. <laughs> and we had the best time. Yeah. We had the best time. So, so we, after that trip, we were like, we really enjoy traveling together. And so we started on an escapade around the world, didn't we? Yeah, totally. We started traveling probably once a year together internationally. Yeah. But you started living in all these crazy countries. Like, you were in Taiwan. You were in Mongolia. You were in... Somewhere in Africa, I don't remember. Uganda. Uganda. Yeah. Where else were you? Yeah. Myanmar. Um, then most recently Myanmar. Yeah. Yeah. So that was really convenient because we would meet up in the summertime and you would you were already living in Asia. So you'd just be like, yeah, I'll meet up with you. And then we'd start traveling together. But I want to know how many countries do you think we've actually been to together? Oh. This is tough. I have no, I have no idea. But do we count? We count the world race ones. Yeah. I, I guess, I think obviously. So. Um, and cause you and, you and Katie walked through those of how many we went to, right? It was like, I don't remember 17 ish maybe. Like I don't know. 17. Yeah. Um, and then on top of that, yeah, maybe it would be like 25. I think it's more cause I've been to 63 yeah. and I think I've done most of my travels with you. And so I think okay. it has to be oh, over 40. Oh, of course. Cause we like, even in that one trip, we did like Uzbekistan, Tajikistan, Kyrgyzstan, yeah. Kazakhstan. Yes. Laos. Yeah. And then we did <laughs> Thailand, Myanmar. Thailand, Myanmar. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Mongolia. I mean, at some point we just should sit down in Iceland, New Japan, York. Indonesia. Oh yeah. Bali. Yeah. It feels like not that much, but then when I sit down and think about it, I'm going to actually write it out sometime. Cause I'm curious. So anyway, the yeah. point is John and I, okay. John and I are like, we kind of can only stand each other, but we've made it through all these travel experiences together. It's incredible. <laughs> <laughs> no, but we were talking about this, right, Re- relatively recently, that if you actually add up the number of days that we've been in the city, like in the vicinity of each other, like in the same place, it's not that much. It's like just over two months. Yeah, it's like a few months. A, it might be more now. A few but... months. Yeah, I think we yeah, yeah, calculated exactly. it because we were like, we'd spend two or three weeks together once a year, but that only adds up to a few months. So anyway, yeah, exactly. it is interesting. 
Um, okay, so what I want to talk about today, there are many stories from many countries, just incalculable. <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> and so um, you can tell we had no fun at all, me and John. <laughs> um, so anyway, we, we, this is one of the standout moments. Let's set the stage. The year was what? 2011. And we're like, wouldn't it be fun to go to Japan over my spring break? Because I was working at this college. And John was like, why not? Where were you living at the time? I was, I had just been going, to, I had just gone to school for a semester, exchange semester in Taiwan. And I then I had traveled in the Philippines, Indonesia, Malaysia for, and Thailand for like a two months. And then I was like on my way home and I found a cheap flight through Kyoto, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we met and in Kyoto. And then I was like, meet me in Kyoto. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, done, done. I'm in Kyoto. <laughs> and let's see, let's first recount some of the memories from Japan before the big one. So I remember Kyoto was cool. There was like this old graveyard. We took a train mm. or, a bus or something up to this. No, that was Kosan. So oh, yeah, it was yeah. like. It was like a few hours south of Kyoto or south of Osaka even. Mm-hmm. And it was like an all day affair to get to it. But it was so beautiful. Yeah. And it was snowing and it was like a 500 year old cemetery in a forest. Yeah. yeah. And then we go into this lantern house and there yeah. are, I'm not joking when I say there were thousands, maybe that's an exaggeration, yeah. hundreds, maybe close to a thousand. No, I think thousands. it's thousands. It's, it thousands. is. It's insane. There's shelves and, and shelves and shelves. It was like, like I, I always describe it as, Think of it as you're walking into an old library, so all the bookshelves, but the bookshelves are only like, I don't know, a foot apart. Yeah. And, but they're and they're stacked instead of stacked with books, they're stacked with lanterns, like yellow lantern, beautiful, Gorgeous. soft lit lanterns, and then the whole ceiling is yeah. chock a block full of lanterns. It's unbelievable. I remember we laid on the wood floor and just looked up at the lanterns for probably like 30, 45 minutes because it's really honestly one of the most beautiful places I've ever seen Mm. in all my travels. I always explain that to people. I'm like, it's hard to say why. It was so peaceful and so beautiful. Mm. I also remember that there was a monk there and we just kicked our sandals off because you have to go in, you know, shoeless. And when we came out, our sandals had been turned around and lined up perfectly so that we could just yeah. put our feet in into it. And I'm like, we were just already so offensive by just haphazardly throwing our shoes off. Yeah, the exactly. Side. And he like came in and like lined them up first. And we were just giggling on the floor. And I'm like, he, we were probably so disrespectful. I mean, yeah, me and you exactly. were offensive around the world. Like, guaranteed. we didn't know it in the moment, but I look back at the things we did and I'm like, we were so offensive. Oh. We, we weren't intentional about it, but we're, you know, we're learning. Yeah. Um, so anyway, so we did that. What else? We ate a lot of mediocre food. I'm sorry to say. Oh, it was, we were on such a budget. Yeah. So like, and you can't go to Japan on, on a budget and expect to eat well. <laughs> if you don't live there or if yes. you don't have friends that are, you're right. traveling with there or something like that live, that live there. Um, yeah. You, I remember that one meal at the barbecue Disappointing. place. So disappointing. <laughs> we took a picture of ourselves with the receipt because it was a lot. And we like splurged and we were so disappointed and we looked pissed yeah. in the picture with the receipt. I remember they brought the platter of like things to barbecue and it was literally like a quarter of a carrot 
and like half of a, a um, stem of celery. <laughs> like, what is this? What is this? Well, then we probably went and splurged at that. What is that convenience store they have everywhere? Oh, was it Jonathan's? Oh. Or no, it was uh, Lawson. Lawson La- I wanted to say, yeah. Lawson 101. What? Lawson like 111. Or it was like everything was 100 yen. Yeah. So it was like basically a dollar. Yeah. I found those little like chocolate filled bears, and I think I lived off those when we were there. Oh, so, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway, so, so now I want to set the stage. Here we are. We're traveling around, and one day we happen upon this like little booth with a, a guy, like a. A guide, like a travel, not a travel guide. What is it? Stacey, can, can we take a step one day before? Please. Okay. So one day before, like we had been, we had been in Tokyo or we'd been in Japan for probably a week at this point. Right. Something sure. like that. Yeah. Maybe yeah. Long, yeah, about a week. Yeah. Um, and we were sitting at some like emperor's palace, some like old emperor's palace uh, on the edge. Like it was a canal like a moat around yeah, the palace yeah. and i remember sitting there and we were probably eating some like chocolate koalas or whatever they are yeah. chocolate teddy bears um and there was a swan that was like ridiculous and it was trying to attack us and it was just so so huge but that doesn't matter um and we were talking about i think we were talking about like oh like what do you what do you think so far of our time in japan and we're both just like yeah it's been really organized it's been really <laughs> yeah. like predictable it's mm-hmm. been really like safe and then mm-hmm. we both kind of like said it's been really like boring <gasps> like we kind of said it was oh, it wow. was so like because we'd only been to mostly developing countries together yeah where we had just had like crazy adventures and like we're hanging out of tuk-tuks or we're like riding on scooters illegally like wrong way like um pretending that we don't even speak english so the police officers don't give us a ticket or like just yeah. whatever it is i don't know just ridiculous things that you do um and in japan it was just like okay you go into the museum you yeah. pay 20 dollars to get in and then you follow the like thousands of japanese tourists along the arrows and you're listening to the um tour in your ear and mm-hmm. everything is like so you can't touch anything you can't go off the path everything is just so organized i yes. remember us saying <clears throat> this the day before going to the little booth i barely remember that <laughs> and i'm like but that makes a lot of sense that we would have said that because we were so used to crazy adventures and like trying to figure things out constantly and this was so orderly and mundane which it was beautiful. We saw some beautiful places, but we were like, yeah, it's good yeah. fine. So anyway, um, okay, so we go to this booth and we meet this English speaking, like, what, what is it? Like a information booth guy. Yeah, tourist information. Yeah, and, and we found out from him that they do free um, earthquake simulations at the firehouse. And yeah. we're like, that sounds cool and interesting. And so he's like, hey, I'm off tomorrow. Tomorrow, right? Or later today? No, later that day. Later that like day. Hey, do you want to meet there? And I'll take you take you to, on this tour. And we're like, fantastic. So Yeah, he's just this retiree, like a volunteer. There was a, yeah. just a bunch of old Japanese people who randomly spoke English because nobody spoke English, right. basically, that we saw. <laughs> yeah. um, and you go into this tourist information, he spoke. It. Yeah, and then he's just like, come with me. I'll take you on the the subway to the fire station yeah and i think we had him take pictures of us on like these little fire trucks like it was like this little children's display little fire hat yeah little fire hats (laughs) yeah yeah yeah. so we're just having a blast and then we go then they lead us into this little um like theater amphitheater 
And we're about to yeah. watch like a made for TV movie about earthquakes, like a little dramatic interpretation. It's like, but it's all in Japanese and we're watching this thing. And literally the earthquake is in the movie. It's happening and you see smoke and fire and like everything's exploding. And I'm like, oh my gosh. Okay. So then I, I, I'll tell you my version of the story and then I want to hear yours yeah. up to a certain point. So, so, you know, when somebody's like shaking their knee and they're sitting next to you and you're like, oh, it, I can feel it vibrating. So I'm, I, I feel that. And I look down the row and no one's shaking their knee. Then all of a sudden it just starts shaking, like crazy shaking. And people are like getting down and like, you know, what's going on? And then this little Japanese lady comes out and they're so calm there. They're like literally, she's smiling. She's like, and the English speaking guy who brought us was like, she's telling us there's just been an earthquake. Call your friends and family. And I'm like, what? So I'm thinking we've just been through this simulation. Okay. So that's, I'm going to pause. Tell me what you experienced. No. Okay. Along the same lines. So I've, Felt, I think it's just because of the, the lack of translation and the lack of understanding that we had. Like, we were the only two foreigners. Yeah. Everything was in Japanese. Yeah. Um, the movie, the introduction, just like anything, anybody there was was Japanese, all, all these kind of things. Yeah. So I felt like we were walking into a simulator. Like, I don't know if you guys have, if, if your listeners know about like Omnimax, yeah. but where your seats move mm-hmm. in the movie to like make you feel like it's 4d or whatever like like that kind of thing so that's what i thought we were in yeah so when it when but it was weird because the movie happened it was like a 20 minute movie or 15 minutes or something and we were kind of finishing the movie like it was wrapping up i remember there was like an old lady that was in a wheelchair and all the buildings had fallen down behind her and there was like smoke and stuff in the video and she was just saying thank you to the people who rescued her. And then all of a sudden, my seat started shaking. And I was just like, that's weird. Like, normally Omnimax would shake, like, when it's happening on the screen. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, not, like, unexpected. Somebody and didn't yet, press the like, button hey. in the back. Like, yeah. didn't quite <laughs> yeah, get there. Exactly. So then, then it started, like, really shaking. And and there are two girls, I remember Stacey, you and I, we saw these two girls in the front that got out of their chairs and crouched down on the ground with their like arms above their heads and were like, idiots. <laughs> like, we, were just, we were just like, they're so stupid. It's a simulator. Oh. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. So that was my, that was my yes. memory. And so. so we're waiting and she's like, we're waiting for the tour to continue and it doesn't for like 20 to 30 minutes. We're just sitting there and I'm making jokes. We're like looking around. No one can get through on like all their cell phones are blocked. And I'm like, brilliant. They blocked the reception in this room. No one can call anyone. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, but but even I think that even our guide said when he translated, he said, she's pretending there was an earthquake. So he didn't think, I, I think I remember that, um, he didn't believe it either because he oh, wasn't taking it seriously. Interesting. So, yeah, it was something along these lines. So it wasn't just us not understanding. Right. Everybody thought there was something up, except for those two chicks up front. They knew. <laughs> they knew. <laughs> they knew. They were like, we've lived here our whole lives. Um, so... we, come to this, we come to this movie every week. <laughs> <laughs> we love the simulator. This never happens. Um, so, so anyway, then after like 30 minutes, the lady comes back out and she's like, the tour in Japanese. The tour has been canceled. And I'm like, 
Like, so this up to leading up to when she said that, I'm like, was that real? I'm like, no, that wasn't real. Okay, everyone, pause for dramatic effect. It was real. That was a real, I know, shocker. It was a real <laughs> earthquake. The earthquake that caused that huge tsunami in 2011. I don't know how many of my listeners remember this. We were there in Tokyo experiencing you know, not, we weren't, we weren't at the epicenter. The epicenter was like 90 miles North, but I think they got hit at like a 9.2. I was actually watching something about it the other day and it said it's in the top five earthquakes, worst earthquakes the world has ever experienced. And I actually read a uh, article about it at one point, how it like tilted the earth's axis, a certain percentage and shortened the day by certain milliseconds or something like it literally the whole country shifted a little bit yeah it's crazy so we had no clue and i remember because i didn't we're like we'll just take the train back to our host's family and the guy the host was like come with me right now and we're like we're fine we'll find a way home and he's like no i mean it right now and he took us and he put us in a taxi which thank goodness because we found out later people were waiting in line for hours for taxis. Yeah. And the yeah. guy we were staying with ended up walking, what was it, like 15 miles or something home? Because he couldn't get a taxi yeah. that night. It took him a few hours. And so we're so glad we did in hindsight. But he took us to his house. Classic Japanese hospitality. Oh, on the way over, though, I remember there being another earthquake. And we were sitting in the taxi. And it was shaking, just rocking back and forth. And the power lines were just swaying. And everyone was standing on the street. Do you remember that earthquake in the taxi? Oh, oh, totally. But there was also another earthquake before the lady came and canceled the tour when we were in the oh, I don't um, remember that in the theater. And then I remember looking up and seeing like the projector was was shaking, oh. and like the no smoking sign on the entrance door was shaking, and the curtains were shaking beside oh. the screen. And I'm like maybe it's real because like Omnimax usually your chairs only move you know (laughs) and I remember getting and I remember getting out like walking out of the room and still thinking maybe it's fake and then we tried to take the elevator down because we were on the fifth floor and it wasn't working because the elevator stopped working when there's an elevator when there's an earthquake like automatically sure so then we're like oh and then we got down to the street and there were just just everybody was out in the middle of the yeah. street on their phones looking up. Okay. And so I was like, well, I remember us being like, oh my goodness, like this is big. Yeah. yeah. Well, and I remember looking out at the window the first time we left the theater and there was no smoke or like helicopters or like in the movie, there was like fires and smoke. I'm like, this isn't real. Like, it was like it's not like that movie, but it was real, yeah. obviously. And I mean, obviously Japan, Tokyo in particular is like built for earthquakes. So the buildings, you know, I had been to Haiti a few years earlier and saw the devastation from that earthquake. And it's just unbelievable. But in Tokyo, most buildings maintain their structure. But with that, that other earthquake in the taxi was like, oh, this is oh, so, that was it was a bit scary. But then we get to his house. And I remember, I remember the electrical lines mm-hmm. going around like skipping ropes. Oh like gosh, they were yes. just like flipping around and the trees I remember looking at like trees that were like I don't know six inch diameter that were kind of like like moving like jello yes oh so weird crazy unbelievable yeah yeah it was crazy and I remembered we got to his house and we go in the door oh, and his... no just sorry oh yeah I'm, I'm interrupting you Please again do. the driver the driver had the radio on 
and the radio was just constantly it's in japanese but it was just like tsunami tsunami because tsunami is a japanese word yeah like i had no idea and then i'm like oh crap earthquake means tsunami we're so we're like sitting and we're just like and then the guy the translator was saying that there was a massive tsunami and i remember him saying it was 10 or 11 meters and you're like what is that and i'm like that's 33 to like 40 feet crazy tsunami and then we're just like thinking oh my goodness what is happening right now yeah like what's happening yeah i don't think it hit me until we got to his house because his, okay. his wife crawled out from underneath yes. the table and she started making us tea I was like, this is unbelievable. And then we walked into their eating area and the TV was on and it showed footage of the tsunami literally carrying like semi trucks. And it was crazy. I've never seen anything like it. The whole screen is flashing. Like the whole country of Japan is like the outline of it is on there. It's flashing red. Yeah. And I think for me, that's when it hit like how intense and real it was, like what had actually happened. But we we just stayed there. He ended up setting up beds for us. Well, no, first I got to say this. We played that card game at his table for a while with him and his wife. That one threes game you taught me. Oh, did we? And you were just beating me like crazy and I was super annoyed. But anyway, I, um, yeah, so we played cards for a while and then he's like, come up with me. And he had, he had this room up above his house and he had set up two like sleeping mats for us. And he's like, you'll stay here tonight. And then he just shut the door and we were like alone and we were just watching, there's a TV and we were watching the news and we were just sitting there for hours. I think we were there for maybe six hours or something, maybe a little less. And then around midnight, he knocks on the door and he was like, uh, the trains have reopened and we're like, he's like, you can stay or you can go. And I think we were like, we'll just go because we wanted to get back to our host home that night. But also, number two thing, crazy that, like, they could reopen the trains that night. Like, literally the biggest earthquake ever, and they were able to, like, reopen public transit. Japan is on it. Yeah. Crazy. What else do you remember from his home? Like, he was so kind to take us in. Oh, like, he literally, like, he, so he let us in, and yeah, his wife was absolutely freaked out but then of course she made us tea and had like snacks and she even i remember she took us to the supermarket like to 7-eleven or oh, like yeah. they had like a bigger 7-eleven and there was nothing, nothing on the shelves everything had been like hoard bought like they were but then um then we saw on the news that um it wasn't that one person or like a few people had done it it's that when there's an emergency all the shops they take their baskets like you know when you walk into the shop you have a basket and they like make they have a family list of the people in the area and they make like a a little hamper basket for them i think they have to come and buy it but like then everybody gets like a an emergency basket so it was like (gasps) this this kind of thing we're just like what so there were a few things left and we bought some some weird snacks i didn't know that that's so interesting and cool yeah I'm, and then he he owned the apartment building or something that, okay. that he was in. It was something like that. And he took us to the, we called it the East Wing. Because we went up like two flights of stairs and into a separate apartment. And he like had a whole a separate apartment for us. Like it was just so ridiculous. Like I really wish we would have gotten his contact details. Yeah. Because we just got nothing, but he was so yeah. wonderful. And I remember even that taxi ride was like almost a hundred dollars. Was it? Because we couldn't take a train <gasps> from the train station to, or from the, the fire hall to his house. It was so expensive, so long and so expensive. I mean, he would not let us pay it. 
Wow. Yeah, like I tried to, and he just would said no way. Wow. Um, it was just like literally, it was a miracle. Yeah. Like if we wouldn't have been with him, we would have been totally lost. Yes. Totally, like I just have no idea how we would have gotten back to our host homes. We didn't. It was like people didn't really have phones to travel then. Yeah. Like it wasn't a common thing to get a SIM card in a country or whatever. So we just were kind of yeah. traipsing around and. Yeah, I imagine yeah. we would have just waited outside for hours to see yeah, if, or yeah. found a place to sit maybe and drink like a yeah. coffee or something until the trains reopened. Yeah. But yeah, so thankful for him and so random mm-hmm. and so hospitable. And I think I love that. And then real, I mean, really the next, I think we were flying out two days later and almost every yeah. 30 minutes we felt tremors for the next couple of days. Yeah. I remember that yeah. like at, at night they would wake me up. Oh, totally. So. Yeah. I remember falling asleep, literally falling asleep and everything shaking like just slightly and then same thing waking up in the morning and everything shaking yeah. still it was wild, and, it's just, wild. Yeah. and then but could, we were we flew out two days later mm-hmm. and i remember being like i can't the flight was like left five minutes early like it was <laughs> yeah. it was ridiculous it's crazy. I'm like, only in japan right do you have like the the world's worst disaster like natural disaster but then still things are on time like it's just it's just yes they had delays a lot of domestic delays but it seems like the international flights were were mostly on time yeah um you know it's just ridiculous yeah i think i would just like to revisit the irony the crazy irony that we (laughs) experienced an actual earthquake whilst about to go into an earthquake simulator yeah. To the point where, we, where were, we were confused. we were in a simulator. Yes. But we were... it, it seems like we need to go back and do that tour. That Literally just tour. thought the same exact thing. I was like, we yes. have to go back and yeah. experience the simulator. Like the real thing to be like, okay, what does this look like? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Because, but honestly, like? that experience is so crazy. And I still think of it as one of my craziest travel stories because how weird that out of every, every day we were there, every moment, that was the yeah. exact moment it happened was when we were in an earthquake, about to go into an earthquake simulator. So anyway, yeah. crazy story. We have to wrap it up. But do you want to leave yeah. your adoring listeners with any words, giggles, thoughts, dreams? Yeah, I, I think I think that it's it's what I even brought when when you said, OK, yeah, like you were starting into the earthquake story um, and I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. Let's rewind it back. So um, I'm like, I just I think it was really helpful for me to just know that even if you're in like what you think is a boring place or like a a place that you've been a bunch of times before, or it's not what you expected. It's not as adventurous as you thought or whatever. I think that it's, it's like, it's good to, um, to try and find that in different ways or try and make that happen. Cause even after that, like Stacy and I, we've gone to like off the beaten track things, or like if we're in a place that's more European or more like, um, developed to then try and do weird things still try and do yeah. like, um, or, or more local experiences or more or like, or make fun or make adventure totally. um, in the midst of things. So yeah, I would just really, it also helped me and, and like, and I know Stacy, you do this too, but just to like live like a tourist in your own hometown. Mm-hmm. And so it's just like, okay, go and do that free fire hall tour. Yeah. Go and uh, try that like Groupon 
uh, restaurant thing or that cooking class or that whatever. Like just just do these ridiculous things. Do these like I don't know other like some might seem like more normal things just to like be a tourist in your own hometown. That's so that's pretty cool. Yeah, and especially yeah, a time a where few words of wisdom there. <laughs> so wise. <laughs> Um, Well, and really in a time where COVID is touching everyone, like just this pandemic, it's like if you are unable to travel internationally, that's such good advice to be adventurous in your own area. There's so many places and things you haven't done or seen yet. Um, So I love that. Also, speaking of making memories, I'd like to remind our listeners that John was with me when I decided to swallow the rock off the Great Wall of China. And he was also my videographer. Filmed it. I think I yeah. turned to John and I said, John, what has no one in human history ever done here before? <laughs> we have to do something. And, and I said, I bet no one's ever swallowed a rock. And I think you agreed. And then years later, you returned and you also swallowed a rock off the Great Wall of China. Oh, for sure. For yeah. sure. Yeah. Yeah, because I, I was just like, and it was it was like a, um, a, I, a supernatural experience to have a piece <laughs> yes. of history going through my intestines yes. and rectum. Okay, too far. I, I think I said almost something identical, and that's why we're friends. I also want to note that John found my first gray hair ever when we were in Bali. <laughs> and he kept it. I put it in his backpack. <laughs> I did. I did. I really hope it's in one of my memory boxes at home. My parents just moved and they chucked but, a bunch. So, no, they would for sure, they would have kept that. I think sure. my second or third gray hair I actually mailed to you because we have such a yes, weird relationship. Did. We have such a weird relationship. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Okay, well, we have to wrap up. John, you will be back because obviously you're a oh, cornerstone sure. of this podcast without even knowing it. I know you've been waiting to get on here. You're like, come on. This is like no, it's it's true. No, but it's not only that. I like I've been, I've been waiting for you to ask me. Like I haven't really been actively reaching out (laughs) to you, waiting. But I've seen a lot of comments, and a lot of your listeners are just like, "Where's John?" Yeah, okay, that's a lot. We demand, (laughs) we demand John. Like the millions, the millions Millions. of listeners, the millions of nuggets (laughs) have just been demanding me. (laughs) So I thought. Give the people what they want. I think at some point I will institute merch and your face will be yes. on a shirt with <laughs> yes. a kitty cat. Because yes. John also, this is getting into way too much personal stuff. John named his cat after me, but mostly because I asked him to. He found some street <laughs> But cat. mostly because you hate cats. I hate cats, but I love to hate them. It's that kind of relationship. Oh gosh, there's endless stories. Okay, John, we will see you again. Thank you so much. Yes for joining us. It was wonderful as always. And I look forward to, this is the first of many podcasts. Potentially. (laughs) I'll basically probably be taking it over. (laughs) (laughs) You'd probably get more listeners. (laughs) (laughs) Come on. Joking. Everyone loves this podcast. Share, rate, review, you know, screenshot, send to your best pal. And um, listen, John and I will see you another day. Ciao. Bye.